0: Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the fearless photographer. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. I hope you find something you need here. And if you've been listening in along on this journey, thank you so much for being here. In my last episode, I talked about failure and really diving deep to really define what failure would mean for you in your business as a way to motivate and drive you every day in your business. So I think it's only fair now to also talk about success. Hey there, my name is Stephanie Kozik and I am passionate about helping you create a photography business you love without all the guesswork. In 2010, I took a $300 camera and grew a successful photography business. Now I coach photographers all over the country to do the same. Welcome to the Fearless Photographer Podcast, where we'll chat about business, marketing, productivity, money, growth, balancing it all, and so much more. Every week on the podcast, I'll deliver honest and straightforward conversations with my best business advice with a mixture of real talk, motivation, and dorky humor. I'm committed to helping you create a successful, profitable, and sustainable photography business. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive in. How do you know when you've gotten there? Do you ever really arrive or do we ever get to a point where we're safe from failure and you're considered successful? First off, let me say, I don't think that success is the opposite of failure. I saw a quote a few weeks ago that stuck with me and it said, failure isn't final and success isn't linear. And I truly believe that that's actually what got me thinking about podcasting about success and failure and talking a little bit more about this and really diving deep here. And I don't think that you're one or the other. There's a lot of gray area, a lot of hustle, a lot of grind in between and all around success versus failure. So in a way, you're the only one that can say you're successful or that you failed. And just like last week, let's first define success. I used to think If I had 25 weddings booked in a year, I would be successful or once I hit six figures. But let me tell you, first of all, not everyone that says they make six or seven figures in their business actually do. So you have to consider what's real, what's reasonable, and take that goal, that milestone out of your definition of success, because you can make six figures, but are you profitable? Are you paying yourself a better salary than your nine to five? Do you actually feel like you live your life and enjoy the lifestyle it provides? Or are you constantly working in your business instead of on your business? So let's take the dollar amount off the table. Just take it out of the definition of successful. So now success to me means that I have the lifestyle that I love. I'm present with my family. I'm not stressed financially. It means that I can make enough to turn a decent profit and pay myself and help financially with my family while being fulfilled creatively and serving my couples and my clients the very best that I can. So who can put a dollar amount on that? Or who's to say a full calendar is successful and only 10 weddings or five weddings in a year is not? In the last episode, we talked about how you define failure. If I fail... I'll have to go back to work in an office somewhere. And that is not an option for me. I can't have someone else dictating my schedule, my pay, my work, with no freedom to travel or have enough time with my family, now that I've grown accustomed to the amount of time I get to spend with my family, failure would mean giving up the time I have with them. It would also mean a complete lifestyle change because of the drop in my paycheck every month. It would mean I wouldn't have enough time for my hobbies or traveling to see family or new places. It would mean that I have this innate need to create, but no time to do it. Those things are really important to me. So failure to me means giving up all of that, giving up those things that inspire me and bring me joy currently. So let's look at it for a second as if failure versus success is all there is. And we'll talk a little more about the grind in between those things and the day-to-day hustle that comes with that another time. But for now, let's talk like there's only the option of success or failure. And I feel like thinking of it this way might help motivate you even more. In high school, I was required to take psychology, and it was actually one of my absolute favorite classes. I loved studying how the mind works, how people are wired, different case studies and theories of human nature. It's so interesting to me. My dad used to say, When you understand a person's underlying motives, their actions make complete sense. So instead of looking at the action and saying, why in the world did they do that? You have to look at their actions as a means to an end, so to speak. What was their motive? What purpose would it serve? So let's translate that to our business. And I promise I'm going somewhere with sharing that. But I learned in psychology that people are either motivated by reward or punishment in a lot of cases. This is one study, one theory of human psychology. So if we take that and run with it, if success is the reward, then failure is the punishment, right? It's a very simple way to look at it, but I want you to think about what would be the reward of a successful business. When your motive or your intention is to be successful and the alternative is failure, That's where you find your drive, your daily motivation. That's where you find that drive to show up in your business every day. So that's why I say the way that you define failure, and we can say the way that you define success in your business will determine how you show up in your business every day. So every action should lead you toward success. You may have setbacks, you may find that it doesn't actually drive your business forward to success, and that's okay. Those are the lessons you have to learn from, but adapt and try again. What does success mean to you? Does it mean that you contribute financially and now have a nice little savings built up or you can put in that pool you've always wanted? You can buy your first home or buy a new car that you've been needing, Does it mean that you can travel wherever you decide to go and have the freedom to do things that you couldn't before, like chaperone your kids' field trips, or take a day off and spend it with friends, or just spend a day on the lake, or just have more time for your own family? So if success and failure are subjective definitions and all depend on how you look at it, then you could say that the factors that determine if you're successful are already in your own mind. So having a fear of failure or a success mindset are all on you. But I do want to talk about a few things that I feel like have been really helpful in believing that I can be successful and reaching the point that I would call myself successful. Number one, find what makes you stand out. Every market is saturated, but every photographer and every business owner is different. So figure out what makes you, you What makes you stand out from your competitors, what draws people into your work, your personality, and find a way to showcase that. If you make people really comfortable or make everyone feel like a professional model, or maybe you just have a way of getting kids to laugh and smile like no one else, or maybe your edits are just so beautiful and artistic, find what your strengths are. And if you don't know, Send a quick little survey to your past clients. Ask what drew them in, what their experience was like, what they felt like are your strengths and how you're different than other photographers they might have worked with. And while you're at it, if you get a really awesome response, ask if they would post that as a review on Google. You can even tell them that you're trying to hone in on your brand message and what makes you stand out in the photography industry. I'm sure if they take the time to think and write a response, one more step to leave a review isn't a big deal. Send them right to the link for your business on Google. And if you want to hear more about how to get raving clients, go back to episode three, how to create a buzz around your business and with it, endless referrals. But from experience, I can tell you that until you figure out what makes you stand out, You're going to believe those thoughts that we talked about in the last episode, those self-limiting beliefs that you're not worth the same as your industry colleagues, that your personality isn't bubbly or outgoing enough. And believe it or not, I'm an introvert, and that makes me see things differently. I learned to embrace those things that make me different. And I have this ability to read a room, to set people at ease, Even in stressful or chaotic situations, and I make people really comfortable in front of the camera, I capture how people feel and how they love one another, the things that make them unique, because I figured out how I'm unique. But until you figure out how you stand out, what makes your business unique, you're always going to have those self-limiting beliefs, and you won't see your value. The second thing that I learned to be successful was to own your business. Don't let it own you. So often I talk with photographers that are overwhelmed, overworked, underpaid. They're worn thin. And I've been there. I can tell you that those early years at the grind were not fun for me. I felt like I was spinning my wheels because I was trying to grow, but I was doing it by simply doing more work. Then I started advertising differently. So my business exploded in a way, but my prices stayed the same. And like I mentioned in my last point, before I saw my value and what made me unique, the other side of that coin was that I believed I couldn't possibly charge what my competitors were charging. So when you're owning your business, you're acting as if you are actually in charge because you are. Your prices, your policy, what you want to shoot, when you want to shoot, you have the confidence to be CEO and owner instead of working in your business and just keeping the gears turning. Along with this, I also want to say that there's this misconception that we have to have balance in our work and lives. People call it, quote, work-life balance, but I really think what we mean is more of a work-life harmony, that we're taking care of our families, our health, our mental wellness, our happiness. You can make your family and mental health a priority and still be a successful business owner. In fact, I think it makes you more successful when you have that healthy relationship of life and work. And I have a lot more to say about how to keep that harmony, but that's another episode for another week. Who knows? Maybe the next episode we'll talk about that. If you'd like to hear more on that subject, just comment below and let me know. The third thing that I learned was to learn from my mistakes and my setbacks. I know exactly how embarrassing it is to make a mistake or forget to email something that you promised you would. And I'm going to make a confession here. Are you ready? I once lost an entire family session. It was about six years ago, which in hindsight could have been avoided if I wasn't distracted. We were in the process of moving and I shot a quick six month old 30 minute mini session. But somewhere along the line, I misplaced the SD card during that move because we moved that week. So after I tore apart every box, every bag, I checked every jeans pocket under every piece of furniture in the house. I even emptied out the central vac, the collection bin in the garage. So after I cried for a while, I sent that dreaded email. And as heartbreaking as it was, and as angry as my formerly sweet client that I'd worked with for four other sessions prior to that had become, I knew that it was the right thing to do. She would have been upset no matter what I told her, and I didn't blame her one bit. Honestly, but I knew that being upfront and honest was the best thing. And again, like I mentioned in the last episode, setbacks and mistakes are normal parts of business. If you say that you've never made a mistake or never had a setback in your business, I'm sorry, but I think you've either not been doing this long enough or you're a liar. (laughs) But we won't call those failures because they're not. Failure is never final. But the stigma that comes with saying that you failed at something sort of feels final, doesn't it? So change the way that you see mistakes and setbacks. They're not failures. Own up to your mistakes. Learn from them. See what needs to change, how you can approach a project or a client or a situation differently the next time. If you shoot a session and you make a mistake with a camera setting or you're in a wedding that you just can't get your flash to work correctly, I've been there. Own up to it, take responsibility, don't make excuses, make it right, and learn from it. Everyone makes mistakes. Sure, a client might get upset if you messed up their photos or, you know, if you lost them (laughs) completely, but if you offer to make it right and you own up to it and you reimburse them for the session or you offer a retake, that's all you can do. The fourth thing that I learned along those same lines, do your best every time. Something my mother said to me growing up has really stuck with me in every single project, every job, every task, every new venture in my business. Did you do your best? If you're not operating at 100%, it will show in your business and it will show in your work. I know everyone has off days and can get discouraged or get sick or not do their very best or give something their undivided attention, but I'm going to give you some tough love right now. If you don't give your business 100% every time you do a job or deal with clients, whatever the case is, you're not going to have a business for long. It won't fall in your lap. It won't work itself out. You have to do that. For the photographers that are weekend warriors and trying to grow their business while working a full-time job, I get it. It's hard to feel like you're giving 100%. And I'm not talking about the time that you spend on it. I'm saying that any time it comes to doing something to grow or work in your business or deal with your clients... Give it your absolute best. Then one day when your business dreams have come true, you can say it was because you hustled and you got it done and you did the best you could every time because that's what will show. If you haven't already, go back to episode one of this podcast and listen to the encouragement I have for you. If you are just starting out in this journey, I have an episode called. How hard is it really to start a business? But it's more than just that. It's a lot of encouragement if you're in that stage of your business. The fifth thing that I learned to be successful was to be adaptable. If you get comfortable, if you become stagnant or don't ever adapt or change how you do things, if you never think outside the box or think of creative solutions to problems that you face, your business will fail. You can't rely on old solutions to new problems, and I'm definitely not talking about changing your editing style with the current trends or keeping up with fads, but I'm talking about creating new ways to solve problems or finding new inspiration for your work, cultivating new relationships with other vendors, collaborating on new ideas. That is what will help your business grow embrace technology that will help you better keep up with your clients and tasks in your business. And I promise I'm not going to put another HoneyBook blurb in here, but seriously, it is one of the few things that I can put my finger on and say, this is part of the reason for my growth. This one program has changed how I keep up with each customer and has Help me not forget any steps or deadlines along the way, not lose track of inquiries that haven't replied back in a few days. And I feel like it's helped me keep my sanity through the hardest season of my business. Through the busy fall season this past year when my parents got sick and my dad passed away right in the middle of it all. As hard as that already was, if I didn't have HoneyBook along with industry peers that stepped up to help me by taking over sessions and weddings for me. I don't know that I could have still managed my business and not let a lot of things slip through the cracks. The sixth thing that I learned to be successful was to invest in a mentor or a business coach. And you might be surprised to hear that even the most successful photographers and business owners still invest in their own business, in their own selves with business coaches. And there's two ways to look at a business coach. You either see it as an expense or you see it as an investment. In the first several years of my business, I'm sure I did everything wrong. I felt like I was piecing together a business plan from all over the internet, trying to find a resource that would help me grow and book more clients and streamline my processes. Some of those lessons I learned the hard way because I tried to do it all on my own. I know exactly how frustrating it can be to know in your heart what you want your business to be and the type of clients that you want, but what's the next step? How do you get there? How do you get to the point where you aren't working in your business and you're embracing what makes you unique and showcasing it in a way that has clients emailing you ready to work with you? I help ambitious photographers grow their business to the next level, create the life they dreamed of when they set out on this journey, because I know you didn't create a business to be overwhelmed by your to-do list or stressed about booking clients, You didn't start a business to constantly have to defend your dreams to your spouse who resents the time that you spend on it because it consumes every part of your life. Let's fix that. Or maybe you're the opposite. Maybe your spouse is telling you to get a day job so that you have consistent income, but you know there's got to be a breakthrough. You're only one blog post or one social media post away from booking a new client. So you're always on that hamster wheel. But I will show you that there's a better way. And I'm confident that I can help you create a business and a life that you love without the guesswork by making a simple plan of the next steps to take. But all you have to do is reach out. Start the conversation. So what's the verdict? Do you feel like you're already successful? What if you're not quite there? Maybe you feel like you're so close to being in a good groove, maybe one price increase here or the right connections there, or maybe you're just so tired of trying to figure it out on your own and you just want someone to show you the next step, the next move to make. Take a non-biased look at your business and sort of audit how you work, how you're priced, how you're appearing potential clients online. If that's the case, you're a great candidate for business coaching. But if you're not ready to invest in a one-on-one coaching session, I do have a solution for you. As of this year, I've been offering group coaching sessions, and it's an amazing way to not only connect with other photographers that have similar experience or similar pain points, but there may be topics that we discuss that you didn't even think to ask, but will be beneficial for you as well. Think mastermind or live coaching to benefit a small group, three to five photographers at a time, where you submit a questionnaire and I organize each group to best serve everyone in that group. Maybe someone submitted a topic that you also asked about, or maybe you submitted a question that I feel will help the other photographers in your group based on their answers, If you're not ready for the full personal coaching session or it's beyond your investment budget at the moment, these group coaching sessions were made for you. Group coaching sessions are done the last two weeks of every month with one live coaching call both weeks and email support for 30 days afterward. So don't wait another month to grab your spot. We're booking now through July 15th for the July group. So if you're at all interested Visit thefearlessphotographer.com slash group coaching to read more about it and get in touch. So when it comes to success versus failure, just remember, it's not just about mindset, but also hard work to define yourself as successful. It's already in you to be successful. And just like Jim Carrey says, if you can fail at a job that you hate, you might as well do what you love. I hope this has been encouraging to you. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot listening right now and tag me over on Instagram at the fearless photographer underscore. You could also tag a friend that needs to hear this or needs the encouragement to keep pushing through. I believe in you. And if you're listening to this podcast, I already know that you have what it takes to be successful because you're already investing in yourself, doing what has to be done to learn and grow. And I'm so happy you're here. You are the reason I'm recording this podcast, and I am grateful for you. I so hope you enjoyed this episode of The Fearless Photographer. Head over to the website for all the show notes, and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next. If you loved this episode as much as I did, consider rating the show and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Friday, and I can't wait to share what's next. Until then, have an awesome week.